into the ground. We're back. Another week. Me and Andrew. Back to Another it. Another great guest. Come Another on. Another great guest. <laughs> oh, we're here. Had what's what's up, man? How you I doing, bro? You, I was just stretching and like I'm about to go into battle or something. And it yeah, felt you are really good. You got Seattle Mariners hat on. I do. I just got it. It's a got the postseason 2022 patch on the side. I've gone full, full baseball nerd. Yeah, t- truly. Like I, I wear a baseball cap almost every day, but it's it's got mm-hmm. the name of a museum on it. <laughs> I was thinking about it. That's what you need to know about mm-hmm. either of us. Because we were talking about be, talking about hat blanks, oh, uh, yeah, as yeah. one does, and it's it's weird my, that we have an opinion on on blanks of anything, but we str- real ones yeah. got strong opinions on blanks. I mean, we're talking Russell. Really, but we're talking about champion. We're talking about uh, Port Authority. <laughs> what, yeah, the uh, what's your preferred? Adams? Adams is the worst. I can say, uh, yeah. Uh, cold cuts. You really let me down on this one. <laughs> um, that I was really excited for that wild pink hat. Oh, the wild pink the, hat. I'm excited for the, the wild pink hat the, too. Like, what if we just keep I'm sending it to you, people? I'm telling you, it it looks, it fits like a yarmulke with like a bill on it. It's so <laughs> small. Is it like that shallow? I mean, sort of. So, I, I feel like I, I can see my... a little bit of hairline over my ears, which I don't want. See, I I wear my hat kind of on the back of my head anyway, mm. which is something I started doing Because years you're proud ago. of your front quaff? No. no um, the front quaff keeps getting further back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, it's because like I would, like taking photos, I have the flash on the top of my camera. And I can't have the flash sticking up with the bill of the hat in the front, you know? And I'm not going to be mm-hmm. like the guy who like turns my hat backwards. You know right. what I mean? It depends so, on the hat. I got to, I got to ride it high. And it just, that's just how I wear my hats now. Uh, backwards hat. I say a lot of people would disagree with me. I say backwards hat, uh, adjustable hat is not a good look like backwards but, snapback. Oh, not see, a good that's look. the thing I think. A snapback is I the like, only way to wear a backwards hat. Nah, backwards uh, fitted. No, nah, backwards fitted. Way. It's, it's too new metal. No, I it's I I've loved the uh, what is this the the new era the new era fifty nine fifty low profile is okay. the greatest like hat fit known to man. Right. In my opinion, you just like showing like off a, that you 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 had fifty dollars once. I didn't, yo. And here's the thing, <laughs> which is why that's what a new era hat looks like to me. It looks like fifty bucks. Which is why, um, you know, I'm wearing a Seattle Mariners hat. I am not primarily a Seattle Mariners fan. Mm-hmm. That's not saying I don't like the team. Uh, I enjoy that watching was my team as a child. Anyway. Oh, was it? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I was a Ken Griffey fan. We've talked about it. How could you not? Senior and junior. Um, But so they had an, uh, long story short, they had an insane sale on the website and the postseason specific hat was like $14 free ship. That's pretty solid. I can't turn, I can't turn that down. Yeah. So uh, they had that for the Phillies ones, but of course they only had size like child or (laughs) giant. 
Well, that's, we know everyone in Philly, they, their heads can't grow to normal people sized because of the Oof. pollution in the water. Oh my god. Um, Did you just declare war on an entire city? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they drew first terrible. blood. Um, but blanks. Did I think they? that's an interesting conversation. Uh, I think we all, I mean, what are your preferred blanks? I mean, I got an opinion on that. I mean, I think it's clear it was definitely for, American Apparel for, what, for years. And now it seems like Comfort Colors is the front runner. Comfort Colors are, or Alternative Apparel are the two big, like, best mm. blanks out there at the moment. I, I do think I just got a, uh, a Comfort Colors um, sophomore coffee shirt. That nice. is the best fitting shirt Good I've fit. ever had. Um, it's like a navy pocket tee. Yeah, um, that's nice. It's like slightly longer than I would like a t-shirt, but it's a-okay. It's it's like a very nice color of navy, like almost yeah, and it's work like a, shirt. It's like navy. a combed cotton feel too. Combed cotton. I'm wondering if I can wear an, another coffee shop's shirt to my current coffee job. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got Is a job, that, buddy. That you got, got me, the job. Would that get me in trouble? I mean, probably. Uh, 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 um, but yeah, the. Uh, uh, Is it worse than wearing a, a a band shirt to another band show? I think that's fine. I think it's, Dog, it's oh, slightly hold on. different. Can I tell you something that is so shallow? Um, That's everything see, we talk about on this podcast. Yeah, when I see band photos of bands wearing other bands' shirts in the mm-hmm. band photos, mm-hmm. like just try a little harder, <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, I'm, I've, I've only recently become a graphic tea guy. Mm. Uh, for a long were you, time were you the like, uh, a green tea or black tea guy before yes exactly um i was always kind of a no logo guy sure you know mostly blank things um and then you're slowly a, you're not a got mindless them. consumer driven <laughs> I, I mean it depends i i've i've recently gone into buying band shirts and things again i don't know i mean i didn't wear t-shirts for a long time i was like strictly you like made, you made your own bootleg I did, merch right i did make my own shirts um for a while they were mostly for the gym when i was going to the gym lol right uh, so how were those were you using like red tube red bubble they were all when uh sticker mule initially did their like custom shirts for their nine dollars a piece and uh-huh. i just used six different emails to order them wait uh so they so they legit anybody could be out there making boots right Straight I mean, up. I don't know what their policy is on copyright material. I've only used my own material um, to make oh. those shirts. I don't so know ha- put, what the oversight process is over there, but who knows? I thought you had made bootleg merch. No, no. Those were pictures of my own uh-huh. on those shirts. Interesting. I'm glad you thought they were so good that I had to have stolen them. No, 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 no. I thought you had made... I know you made a patch, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I made, like, back patches and shit uh, of, like, stuff that didn't exist as a back patch, you know? What did you... Did you give anything back to the artist that created that part? <laughs> it was, uh... 
what's it called? The self-defense family, no Wi-Fi, no peace patch. Hmm. Um, and I think their policy on that shit, as long as you're not like making a profit on it, like they don't give a shit. Hmm. So, and you well, also like, couldn't, you like can't you... get the shirt anymore. I would have just bought the shirt and cut the patch off, you know? Yeah. But, uh, do you uh, feel like you're, you're still back patch age? You know, I've 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 moved on from the trucker jacket to the chore coat. Mm. I think it'd be weird if I put a back patch on the chore coat, but yeah, that would be very weird. Also, my back patches on the jacket are like too they're high not like crust, you know. Right. So it's not like my lifestyle is living up to the the crust back patch. You know, there's no there's no <laughs> cognitive dissonance there for the most part. Right. Right, right, right. right but I don't right. have a you know a dystopia patch on my jacket or a, an amoebics butt flap, you know. So I have a I have a back patch on my jacket, my denim jacket. What is it of? I feel like I've seen it. Oh man, what is it of? I I can't for the life of me think. I keep wanting to say drop dead, but I know it's not drop dead. Oh man, um, but it's like crossed out. It's a crossed out. Okay, I, I don't know patch. if you're crusty enough for crossed out. I don't know. I always thought crossed out was like the kind of hardcore that I wanted. <laughs> but <laughs> have you have you since changed your mind? No, 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 no. I'm in. That's. I feel like that's where I'm in at hardcore. Okay. Um, it's like a little bit scary, but also very fast. That's angry. Fair. Here's what I gotta because say, worst blanks. What do you think got the, who's got the worst blanks? Uh I think alternative apparel are the worst. Wait, you think they're the worst blanks, really? Yeah, they're yeah. Expensive. I mean, I'm sure th- I'm I'm Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure they've changed a lot, but um I didn't like them before. There was you they know, there a was a company <clears throat> called Royal Apparel. Mm-hmm. They made a very good t shirt, but like in that early 2000s fit okay you know like like high on the arm like real yeah yeah yeah. tight arm cap i don't think i want my shirts to fit like that now (laughs) like a baby doll (laughs) tee yeah no this is not like a ringer tee yeah i mean i i've you know everyone always rags on gildan and anvil but i have some of my some of my favorite shirts are actually on like Gildan and 90s, Anvil blanks. Nineties Gildan and nineties Anvil's good, uh, except for the stuff that's just cut way too short. Some of that stuff went belly shirt real quick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I got a couple. Like I just got at the thrift actually, like a brand new Julian Baker pocket tee, and it's. Nice. I think it's Anvil at the but thrift it's like, shop. Yeah, it's super nice. I got a really nice I guess, uh, I don't know Pine Grove would... pocket tee also for my roommate. Ooh. And uh, they were all at the thrift. Someone really cashed out of the of the punk game. The singer-songwriter game. But You're the Julian Baker done. one is beautiful. It's like super comfy. It's a perfect size, perfect cut. And I think it's like an Anvil premium or whatever that means. We could look it up. Um, you know, I was just thinking I am wearing right now a new American apparel, like three quarter sleeve raglan. Interesting. Like a baseball tee? American apparel uh, or Los Angeles apparel? 
American Apparel. Okay, because I think Gildan bought American Apparel. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, this is this still has American Apparel on the, uh, on okay. the tag. But, yeah, yeah. But it's such a good fitting shirt. I bought it in every color combo. So nice. I'm I not like a big three quarter guy. Oh, I love it. It's I love, I love a long. Perfect. I mean, I don't like a long sleeve tee, but like a long sleeve button down, and I almost always roll the roll the sleeves. Yeah. Is this good content? Yeah. I can't tell anymore. I don't. I don't know either. You know, it's making me think. What am I going to wear on, on day two of my new job? That's so exciting to to dress for a new job. I mean, I because you, you know, you're literally going to be instinct, working somewhere that you're being seen by the general public in like a a, yeah. a real setting. You know, my not first at the, instinct not at today was I have these like sort of nice. Uh, left field uh, chinos, brown, uh huh, like workwear brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wore those with some New Balance five seventy fours. Sure, like sort of a navy, and then this this shirt. Uh, and I think it sent a message that I'm like a cool sort of hip dad. Sure, yeah. I mean that that, that sums it up. But I think tomorrow I might throw him a curveball. I'm thinking maybe black jeans, drop dead shirt, <laughs> new Seattle Mariners hat. Yeah, they yeah. won't know what to do with themselves, Daniel. I mean, it depends on the setting. I don't know. We'll see. You gotta, you gotta tr- figure out which version of yourself mm. works best. You get to, yeah. you get to be someone new. No one knows the real you. You get to create that new reality. Man, it's so stressful. <laughs> it's like playing the it's like playing the airplane game in real life. I haven't started a new no, job yeah. in in years. So my mm. last job when I worked mm. at the camera shop, we were kind of an annexed location. Like we were like an mm-hmm. auxiliary location from the main store, and that came with its own headaches, uh, but also came with like a lack of oversight in a way, oh, where man. we didn't we were given uniforms. But mm-hmm. we just never wore them. Why would you? <laughs> and then they would give us new uniforms, and then we also didn't wear them. So we would just... <laughs> so people would come in and be what like, oh, like, say- where's your work shirt? And I'd be like, oh, it's in the laundry. And then I wouldn't see anyone again for like two months. And <sighs> we just never wore the work shirt. What was, um, what was so bad about the work shirt? Nothing at all. I mean, it was black. <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't wearing any black. Um, I would always wear like a button down. Like I always looked nice, uh-huh. and people were. It was literally like a tiny store with like it wasn't even really a storefront. It was in a basement of an office building, and it was mainly uh-huh. a rental location for gear. Sure. So it was one of those situations where my argument was: well, anyone walking in here is never gonna mistake me for a customer, you know? Right. So. It like, was kind of in that what situation. Way? It, it, it wasn't even like there was a sales floor for, for, for me to be walking around, you know? It was mm. literally just like a room you with, were a, behind with, the a, counter. with a counter and a desk, you know? Mm. So it was, uh, I, I just like, of course, now I wear work shirts. Like, I literally wear probably shirts from it's the same become, company that their uniforms are made thing. from. It, it really has. I it's need to start nice fucking to getting like affiliate links for this shit. Um, I'm sorry. What? 
like we're uh like a like a fashion brand <laughs> yeah i need an affiliate link where to post my sponsored wear. content yeah <laughs> i mean literally though if I've, you got a if you got a red cap sponsorship that'd be like so sick the, i love their pants i haven't worn their pants yeah the pants are great they fit a little bit slimmer than dickies okay um break in a little bit easier uh when you when you finally cut them off into shorts they become the most comfortable shorts like they're really in my mind made to be shorts and just okay because they also like they get there through pants if you buy their shorts they like don't come in anything shorter than a nine inch inseam which is really funny (laughs) yeah Um, and they're not like a flattering cut no no there's a lot more room in that thigh yeah for sure so red cap sponsor me i might actually like call them up and ask if they have a marketing department like i talk to them on the phone all the time when they screw up my orders and uh i should just call them up and be like hey i've given your information to like a million different people right. like i should be getting a cut yeah. from all this marketing i'm doing for you for free right right um it's just like the girl who show did, you our plays it's in the millions the girl who did uh who runs the ironic boat and tote instagram mm recently like did a collaboration line with ll bean so like if i could do I don't that, even know like, what that is you don't know what ll bean is no, no no no, i know what ll bean is what is the other thing oh so the trend of people putting like funny sayings on like embroidered on their ll bean tote bags uh, i have one okay. i was featured on on oh, the page right um but yeah, LL Bean hit her up and gave her like a factory tour and then did a run of like witty pre-embroidered boat and totes. That's so amazing. So like, picture stupid shit for I've said. For people who weren't interesting to on like their own, enough yeah. to do it for themselves. people who aren't clever wow. enough to do it themselves. So like if I could do wow. that with Red Cap with like my little shirts with sayings on them. Right. You know, cut a little nice little check. Yeah. I think I think that'd be pretty good. Untapped baby. resource. So untapped uh, resource. Your your xhamster.com. Follow me at xhamster.com. <laughs> one will be good. Uh, so yeah, to uh, to talk more about companies and things that uh, I've worked with a lot in the past and have definitely p- given a lot of promotion and business to. I was like ridiculously frustrated today. Hit like, me. have you ever gotten frustrated in the way that it's like? It makes your skin crawl. Like an uncomfortable frustration. Like, if you're trying to get work done, but your desk is a mess, and you're like, I literally can't do anything until I clean this fucking desk. Like, Maybe. I think my frustration always ends up manifesting in anger. (laughs) See, I I mean, I don't get like that. But I I also don't get frustrated very often. I live a very, fairly easygoing lifestyle. Um, Life of leisure, some might say. For the most part, as best as I can. Um, So... I was dealing with uh, the new books came in, and the box was damaged in shipping, which uh, affected about 30 copies of the book. No big deal. It's happened in, in the past. They've always just like reprinted them, no problem, sent them out. And I've worked with this book, same book company I've worked with for six, so almost seven years now. I've done 12 books with them. And this time, I was like, I hit them up, and they were like, okay, send us pictures of the damage, we'll assess it, and whatever. And that was, like, last week. 
And I'm like, okay, these things are kind of on a timeline here. You know, I have pre-orders to go out. Hadn't heard anything back. I gave them a call. And they're like, oh, yeah, your uh, your uh, books are at the they're printing now. Like, okay, no one told me that they were printing. Like, <laughs> a little communication. So I was a little frustrated. And then, literally as soon as I get off the phone, UPS is banging on my door. And I'm like, what's up? And the guy's like, hey, I have a return to pick up. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't tell me who it's for. It just says it's 34 pounds and to be picked up. And I'm like, uh, I think it w- I know what it, this might be, it, what it could be, but uh, I'm not prepared to send any of this stuff out. So I come back and I call the book company up again. I basically told the, the UPS guy, I'm like, cancel it. If they want me to send anything back, like they need to tell me. <laughs> Yeah. I was so pissed. And then uh, I called them back. And they're like, oh, yeah, a new policy is uh, to send back the defective books. And we'll replace them. And I'm like, what's the point of this? Yeah. And I know you you agree with me on this because you've told me about how much you hate <laughs> totally. sending shit back to. Because I'm like, yeah. what are you guys going to do when I send the books yeah, what back What are you going to you? do? And they're like, are well, you going to we'll use probably... it for parts? You're not going to use it for parts. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably destroy them. And I'm like, so what's the fucking point of me? Right. Mail, like, do I have to do find... Care, I need to, do you care that little about carbon emissions? I need like... to source a box, a, a, an additional box to send this back to you? Like, you didn't tell me that the books were being reprinted. You also didn't tell me I need to prepare the damaged books to send back to you. Like, what is the point to all this? Like, I've done this before. Sounds like too much work. It's just so annoying. And then fi- and they sent me, like, an apologetic email being like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get your new books, like, by the end of the week. And I'm like, fine. Mm. Like, that's the answer. <laughs> Thank you. But I, yeah. I realized I was so on edge because I didn't have coffee today. I had all these plans to like go out and like go to the museum today, have a nice little low key day, mm. and I wanted to leave the house at like eleven o'clock. Then I got caught up with dumb bullshit through the entire afternoon, and then finally, uh, finally got a coffee at like three thirty in the afternoon. But I was feeling it. I had a headache. It's an injustice. I was fucking pissed. I spent way too much money today. It's uh, we're recording this right around Black Friday, and everything's on sale. I bought myself a fucking new TV. <laughs> You're I mean, an I've, animal. I've been working hard, you know. I've been working a lot, uh, as people who who listen know. So I I figured I'd treat myself, and I bought one of those Samsung frame TVs that like they don't turn off; they just turn into art. But I bought it along the basis of like, what is the stupidest shit I can display on this mm-hmm. thing? Um, Probably Taco Bell menu. I was yeah. I, I mentioned to you earlier that I was going to display <laughs> the Taco Bell menu on my wall. Um, you know, just dumb shit that no one's ever going to see except for myself. So, uh, but if it makes me laugh, You're I think a it's, it's audience worth. of one. I truly am. So. Uh, but yeah, that uh, was once at least a couple times a day. You can bask in your own self righteousness, and I do quite often. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> the primary activity. Yeah, I bought myself a new new sweatshirt that I was showing you. The mm-hmm. NJ Skate Shop walked right mm-hmm. in there, got it on they sale. Have the hats. They do have the hats. 
I don't. I can't confirm how they fit. It's like a. It's a weird like five panel style hat though. I think it is a weird. It Which does I'm look not. Weird. I'm not sure how big of a five. Is panel it a five panel? I'd have to look. They look like they're five panel shape. They're definitely pretty shallow. Um, prominent New Jersey and uh, Chris Daly wears one a lot, and it looks looks very cool. Yeah, I think I I wore one when I first moved to Jersey City. It's not bad, but I think I prefer a cap, personally, a, a, a baseball cap, a six-panel, if you will. An unstructured six-panel. That didn't, it didn't look like a, fi- a five-panel to me. It might not I'll be. I'll look this up again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, NJ Skate Shop, the local homies, big fan. But yeah, uh, the other thing is, I got jury duty coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tried to get an exclusion due to financial yeah. hardship after I just bought a fucking thousand dollar TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, they they denied me. But they said I don't have to log in. It's all on Zoom now, which is so stupid. But I don't have to log in until Thursday, huh. which means the work that I already had booked on Monday and Tuesday that I was worried about canceling, I can still do. But here's my question. Uh-huh. So it's over Zoom. And we know I have my whole rig uh set up on you know on Zoom and to to filter through Zoom and all that fun stuff. It's all, you know, tethered and wired and all the inputs are set up. So uh-huh. would it be very funny if <laughs> In the middle of a court proceeding, you just hear, Oh, God, you're insufferable. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And just play my soundboard through, uh, through the, um, you know, if they, uh, you know, introduce new evidence, just, (laughs) just every time something happens, just. (laughs) There's no way you can't do that. There is. You don't have an option. That's in, <laughs> Those are fucking fighting words. Excuse me. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't ready for this. I was not prepared to go here. They introduced, you know, what some is- uh, some good some good evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, I forgot. Cut the regatum part. <laughs> oh, no. We got him. There we go. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I remember we, I cut we that for him. ladies and gentlemen. We're floating in space. Oh. <sighs> but yeah. I want to have a good mission accomplished one. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't have that on here. You can make it a thing. I want one that says, asks me the question I ask myself daily, Dan. Which, what is that? Are we really happy with who we are right now? <laughs> it stinks. Uh, I agree with you. <laughs> Not the album, your segue. But, oh, uh, you know, it's uh, I like this album. I haven't, I haven't it's suggested fine. a We're circling back in a while. So, and this Besides one's been on home. my mind. I, <laughs> I think it's good. You say it's fine. Is that it? That's the the end of the conversation. No. All right. No. Dan, look, here's the issue with this album. 
Lay it on me. I'm tr- I'm really trying not to say bands band. It definitely is though. I fully agree. It's just it's it's too much. It's too <laughs> much in a way that it just detracts from the songs. How so? Uh, I've prepared some evidence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, offense number one. If you will go to the song to say something dot dot dot. Uh huh. To say something uh, that means nothing to, to anyone at all. Sure. A minute fifty five. It's one of the best songs of the record, but has the most annoying and pointless transition at a minute fifty five. Uh, that's a long song. Uh, all right, here we go. Oh, the jingle bells. Is that For a the part that comes in so strong, that's the worst transition I've ever heard. That's like, like theater kid tornado effects. Kinda. Then it gets it gets real quickly. That's what I'm saying, and it does it multiple times. Uh, uh, okay, I only have one more uh, piece of evidence. I <laughs> you can't like just to do two things. You got to do three at least. No, no, no. I, I, I have stuff. But I'm gonna save that for later. Look, it's just some of it's overplaying for the sake of overplaying. And like, there was a point in my life where I loved this record. And okay. when you suggested it, I was like, "Fuck, I, I'm excited to listen to it." And I yeah. was excited to listen to it. Um, but I think only for the nostalgia, not for the content. Interesting. M- Monine it's, is a band I listened to a lot in high school. And it's a band that I'm like, I won't listen to for years. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just be, oh, shit. I forgot that Monine like, rips, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, crush their discography. Mm-hmm. And then forget about them for another, like, couple years. Yeah. Uh, and, I, have a lot of ba- I have a lot of bands like that. Yeah, no, I do, too. I think it, I think it still rips, though. I, I don't know how to describe them, though. Like, what category do you put them in it's a very specific era of this music for sure like this so slots um, in with like the juliana theory right but but later is it what time did like emotion yeah, is not, it's out? definitely definitely not at the same time um no this came out in 04 yeah when did emotion uh, juliana come out? theory uh, was at least 2000 totally when... different times oh shit okay i mean it's definitely in the wake of the juliana theory no then. but that's what i'm saying yeah 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 wow juliana theory put out a record in 2021 what a time i i could not <laughs> this isn't just me being a hater about everything but like you could not assemble a worse band than the Juliana Theory. How so? I don't know too much I, of them I just, as like a I've band. I've never... Only the uh, music. No, I, I don't know anything about them as people, except for okay. uh, one, uh, one poor uh, time I had with them in... At a show. I'm trying to put the pieces together. I did not know they were a Christian band. 
Ugh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, they played now. at oh at the Pontiac Grill with Sense Field in like wow maybe two thousand two thousand. No, it had to have been, or maybe I was twenty one by that point, and that's how I got in. Um, but it was you know it would they're they're just they were a band that was on the upswing, and I think that they thought it was okay to like try to upstage sense field like oh, wow. the singer made a joke about it and he was just like you're dorks like i don't know they were like sort of too high fashion um too high image the same way i felt about what was other the band that we talk about a lot from the south i think from the south the singer looks like an old ass man they were a drive-through band maybe no I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, man, it's going to come back to me. I wish I could even think of a song. Um, Old man. I don't know. Yeah. So the, uh, so the Room's Too Cold came out the year before this, too. Okay. Um, I could see. Which makes sense. I feel like yeah. those two are the, are the closest bands that I can think to, like, um, and, like, the progress. The Canadian. They're Canadians. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you, it's like braid, but younger and like it, it kind of crosses a lot of musical genres, uh, cause it's, it's aggressive for sure. It doesn't, it doesn't cross that many musical genres. <sighs> everything, everything that it is, is just like punk adjacent. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, it's, it's alternative it's rock all, in the most... Right. Yeah, but it's also emo. It's also right. Has like post punk. Yeah, I think it's it crosses a lot of stuff because it's also yeah, it's got some very twinkly like midwestern emo moments. Yeah, and there's some there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. There's some aggression. I think, I think noise is only used once on the album. Okay. Uh, effectively. Okay. I don't know if I made a time um oh yeah how to live with dot 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 okay uh i don't i don't have it i don't have a time stamp for this one okay but, how to live um, with the thought that one, sometimes life ends <laughs> whatever well um, era it's one of the lyri- uh song titles for sure yeah but it's one of the it's one of the only songs on the record that uses all that guitar noise mm-hmm. uh effectively i think one of the only parts like as a transition, it's just distracting. They did a they did a, a second Switcheroo series uh, EP with Moving Mountains. In Makes sense. Twenty friends. Did Greg? Did Greg play in this band? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it's the that EP would have been the first no, thing they if did. They're in, Canadian in six years. So hmm. I I gotta say though I don't know there. What do you guys say? It's it's so tough to pin them down in terms of like I think that might be part of why they kind of stayed a band's band or like yeah like the perpetual like let's bring them on tour band. I know they toured a ton with some big acts. Right. I never actually saw them live. I don't know if you did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I you know I. I think I saw them once with like 
honorary title or something weird? That, that would make sense for sure. But why, why did that make sense? It felt goofy. No, no, no. Say anything. Okay. That also makes sense. I don't know. They played with everybody, but for somehow sure. I missed them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they. So their first record, I think it was, was t- 2001. Mm-hmm. Which is even a little more rawer and maybe not more aggressive, but a little less polished. Uh, was it the theory of harmonial value? Mm. Also, a good record. I don't think I. The only I the only other Monine record I think I ever heard was that like Red Tree. Red one. Tree. That record is silly. It's it's slick. It's a good record. Yeah. Uh, Bleed and Blister version three is maybe a perfect song. Really? Have you have you never heard it? Or at least not in a long time. Like here, yeah, d- probably not. In a dig long this time. for a second. You, you gonna play it? Yeah. Like, would you consider that overplaying? Yes. Well, you know, it's hard though because the only person who's really overplaying is the drummer. The drummer is really fucking good. Or maybe like, I maybe it's just that. Like the guitars don't match how interesting the drums are, maybe. I love how like complicated the guitars are, but they're not that complicated. The the lead is playing a lot of weird shit in the background. It's way more complicated than like you originally think of it as. Like he's all over the fretboard. Can you hear that in the left ear? Yeah, I can hear it, but it's not, he's not playing fast. It's just... I don't know. Come it's, on, man. It's good shit. I don't know. I. It's it like a... What? I What's it know. like? <laughs> I don't know. That pause completely wiped my memory of what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I Maybe think it's... Um, did you just, like, Men in Black flash me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I lost it for a second. Yeah, I, it, it falls in the era of... I mean, at the time, this is way more pop punk than, say, what Taking Back Sunday and Brand New were doing, to put it in reference to stuff we've listened to for the pod recently. pop punk? Because I wouldn't necessarily call this pop punk either. No. So you're saying this was more pop punk? It's definitely more more pop punk than... It's more rock, I would feel. like. Oh, it's super rock. Yeah. I it's I think it just crosses over. I think it was doing too much, and that's why it never found like a direct audience. Hmm. I mean, they they still have like thirty thousand plus monthly listeners. Sure, which is a lot for a band that really hasn't put anything out since two thousand nine. They're like, I, I'm curious if they hit more in Canada than they did in the states. That's a big possibility. They were on Vagrant. So, yeah, I mean, the, uh, all of it checks out. What was for going sure. on in Vagrant in 2000, 2001 through two thousand six? Um, mid era get, get up, up kids, kids mid era yeah, dashboard. Um, maybe that last anniversary record was two thousand. Yeah, one. 
So like this didn't um, sound like that for sure. Uh, is uh, they did a Lemonheads record in there somewhere, right? Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, Vagrant. Lemonheads is do- is playing. Um, I know White Eagle Hall soon in Jersey City. So That's got to be such a it's shit show. So weird. Oh yeah, can you imagine? Evan Dando is such a fucking mess. I know. I I sort of want somebody to go and give us a scene report. I know. Um, so I don't know this record though. Back to its back contents. To, yeah, it's a it's an angry record. It's got it's got a lot of kind of reminiscing. It's got a lot of shame and like regret in the lyrics. It's got it's got big theater kid anger. It does kind of have theater kid anger for sure, <laughs> um, but not in a way that I necessarily found cringe. Because I know, especially Not until you showed me that video. I mean, the video was just stupid bullshit. Like all those music right, videos were like, like fifteen years ago, of like people like making a mess of a house party. You know, it's goofy. It's definitely goofy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's. I feel like I had like theater kid anger at this time too. I wasn't even a theater Were kid. Were you a theater kid? Uh, I was okay. a stage crew kid. That might be even worse. Oh, that's worse. I mean, it's definitely not theater kid energy, but it's like, it's more angsty somehow. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm wearing all black, maybe? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's got like, I just want to be included. No, but the whole thing was like, yeah, I just, I just wanted to make the make it work, you know? Um. But it it has like that's like that's like getting your varsity letter from marching band. <laughs> I found out varsity letters for all kinds of wacky shit now. Uh, since I do work doing photos for that high school in um, with my buddy in in Manhattan, they have an esports letter you can get for varsity. No fucking yeah. way! I bought one of their varsity sweaters because they look fucking gone sick as hell. That far, and I wanna. I kind of wanna get. Like a a second hand, like an an under a gray market varsity letter from them, in uh in mm. esports or like fencing or something cool. Are their varsity letters different? They usually have like, like whatever the logo is in the center of the letter. Mm. So I, I wonder if it's just like a PlayStation controller. <laughs> yeah, can you get? Can you get like a? Like a mathletes one, probably. What's the what's the worst one you you could possibly get? I mean, it's definitely like an academic one you can get, right? Um, I'm looking up uh, academic varsity letters. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah. So this record has similar energy to even like the first technically second Fall Out Boy record. Mm-hmm. Where you just like are wishing someone harm the entire time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I just, um, I have nothing to back this up, but I, I just didn't find the lyrics that interesting. They are a bit mundane until they aren't. I think it's the best way I could describe mm. it. Because uh, they definitely have some banger lines, too. Like, they open this record... Or no. Um, second track? Uh-huh. What was that track called? 
start angry uh start angry and mad okay um where he says screw you and die i hope you burn yeah <laughs> like and then chanting die 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 over and over yeah. again it's bad it doesn't it, fit the music which i think is funny that's i think that's uh, a low point on the album to me that's really? that's the valley of the album the, it hits uh, a valley in the second sound, track yeah the sound of that uh squat like super compressed squashed piano mm. um it's uh, so awful that oh. was like one of the singles at the time. I think the first two tracks were the singles, at least from what song I can feel. Feels clean. bad. Um, song feels bad. But uh, I remember as a kid, also uh, the line "Don't say you're sorry because sorry means something is wrong." Really mm. fucking hit me back in the day. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some good parts on this. Yeah, like uh, was it two years is a long time to pretend. Mm-hmm. Another really good line, sure. But oh, what? what is it in the first song? Uh, I think it's a good opener. Yeah, it's a good opener. Um, I think there's parts on this record that get a little sloppy. If How I so? may. Um, I did not make a note specific <laughs> to that. I just think there's there's some parts where. It's faster paced songs that are too busy and just with vocals creates no room for any anything to breathe, which it, it could be a stylistic decision, but it's distracting. Yeah, I think I think the lyrics on the first song are really good, or at least they maybe not good is the right way to, but somewhere like it, it just like fits in with good. in a catchy way. Like, I love uh, when he says, stop, stand down, wait, I don't want to go, send me somewhere warm. I think it's such a good line. Uh-huh. I don't know. For some reason, it really hit me on that. But yeah, it's also... I mean, also, you said you hate me and I, I hate you too, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is something charming about, like, real adolescent lyrics like that. Where it's like mm. I don't have, but also how old? How old was this band? I guess that's they looked like kids, and I guess here's what I'm uh, just popped into my head. Um, what well, like I'm a fucking forty year old man talking about like a kid's lyrics. Yeah, I mean I definitely listen like, to like actual fuck me. You know what I mean? Two thousand four. I mean I was a sophomore slash maybe junior in high school. So that's like, uh-huh. this is the perfect time for this stuff, you know? And you were, I think, uh, already married at the time when this came out. So maybe maybe it also hit for you, too, you know? Oh, never mind that. Okay. Bad what? news, Dan. What's that? That whole, that whole, uh, that whole theory went out the, out the window. What, what, the theory of harmonial value? No, the theory that uh, that they were young, they were like that they were kids. <laughs> How old were they? They're older. Than, they're older than me. <laughs> oh no! So it's worse. So like, yeah. How old were they in two thousand four? Uh, twenty-seven. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, there's no, no way. Twenty-seven. There's no way. All right, so so 
Uh, unless is this guy not from this band? No, he is. So Kenny Kenny Bridges, no relation. For age forty four, born wow. born in seventy eight. Wow, <laughs> age forty four. So that's that's pretty wild. So he's three years older than me. In two thousand four, I was twenty three. So he's twenty. He was twenty six. Wow, that which I guess like also, um, you know I we were listening. Uh, episode fifty is about a band I did when I was twenty five. So I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about of maturity over here. Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, yeah. So you they get this fucking microphone out of my face. <laughs> this is awful. They. uh yeah, I mean, they, they started the band in 2000. I'm curious, like, what bands they were in before that. Like, they had the... Like, this couldn't have been, like, their first band, no. you know? No. Let's see if... Uh, now if we're Kenny... all doing research on the pod. <laughs> this uh, would have been helpful to do before. A lot of this stuff I don't think about until I'm in the middle of talking to you. I and know. Then... I know. And I've... I li- we, we've been trying to record this episode like four separate times too and i had plenty of time to actually do this do this research before and it just just didn't um Mm. so okay here's an interesting thing and i guess it makes sense uh monin and alexis on fire were kind of like sister bands were they really yeah so um they did that i've never listened to alexis on fire they have some on and off stuff. They have some decent stuff, uh, but it's really hit or miss for me. Their first mm-hmm. record, which just turned like twenty plus years, um, it's just recorded. No it's recorded what, in such a weird play, way. What's what's the what's the biggest Alexis? I want to hear it. For uh, the first. Probably forty four caliber love letter. <laughs> oh, that's such an awful. It was their big song. Uh, it's not the biggest one on Spotify. I couldn't tell you even what that one was, but this is the one that like I knew from Alexis on Fire. It's got a really long intro, so I'm going to skip it. Yeah. It's still going. It goes for like a minute and a half. Here we go. It's... Right. Skipping it more. All right, we're... Maybe it's a two-minute long intro. There we go. Yeah, last minute. You gotta wait for the best part now. We can't not wait for the best part. Also, that is Dallas Green, who is City and Color, who is least more successful than Alexis on Fire ever was. But yeah, here's. Where's the. Where's the good part? It's not this one. <laughs> it's not this part, for sure. Yeah, here we go. Everyone's about to pile on the mic. Good, Andrew. This is a 44 caliber love letter straight from my heart. Here we go. Not a fan. 
None for me, thanks. <laughs> I, you know, I, so, I just I'm not the I'm not the audience. Yeah. Well, so uh, not my kind of hardcore either. Uh, you know, That's, like I said, Dallas Green, remarkably successful. Um, and then I think the singer of Alexis on Fire later went on to sing for Gallows when their lead singer decided to become a tattoo artist instead. Probably also mm. a more lucrative venture. Another band, another band I don't care about. Never gotten the Gallows either. But uh, they were like a weird end of Warp Tour band. Kind of. Like I feel like they started to warm up towards the end of Warp Tour. Um, Gallows was huge. I shot them for Alternative yeah. Press, and it was like a big fucking deal. And that's also why I got a full page spread in Kerrang! was also for Gala's photos. Um, and that was actually when the, the guy, the screamer guy from Alexis on Fire joined Gallows, and that's why it was like news. But uh, yeah, no, so according to so they did the first Switcheroo series, which you might actually dig, where Alexis on Fire covered a bunch of Monine songs and vice versa, and like mm-hmm. the Monine versions of Alexis on Fire songs translate really well uh hmm. but they said that um monine was the siegfried to Al- alexis on fire's roy so they kind of always associated themselves I with guess, each other um i think it's just because they're both canadian and probably there's just not that many canadian bands to latch on to you know yeah winning them juno alexis awards on fire is a little uh like less interesting to me no, I mean I agree. Uh, like I said, Alexis on Fire um, was just like Dallas Green's voice, and that's what people. But like. I also some of that sounded like uh, before that they like, they started the singing. Mm-hmm. Some of that sounded like uh, Planes Mistaken for Stars. No, for sure, just recorded better. It sounded cool. Yeah. Um, oh God, I wish Planes Mistaken for Stars records were recorded better. It was so, such a better man. band. Uh, so Alexis on Fire has f- almost six hundred thousand monthly listeners. You believe that shit? That's bonkers. And let's see what City and Color has. Uh, City and Color has 1.3 million monthly listeners. (laughs) (laughs) So I both fuck both of us, I guess. You know. But Um. but yeah, it's uh, so actually I I listed here that I I just checked. Hartwell has 17 monthly listeners. Hell yeah. Yo, that bumped up from like thirteen when we started this podcast. So I think it was I think it was a seven before. Oh, you know people I mean? people are shazamming our our intro I'm for sure. Um, what point were you gonna make? Oh no, my point was uh, I just realized in my notes I had done my like assessment after re-listening this for years, and it sounds mm-hmm. like a mix of Matchbook Romance and the early November. Was how I describe I it. I do. I think the same thing. I uh, uh, closing my eyes. Mm-hmm. Specifically, that song sounds like very much sounds like an early November song. Yeah. Did you ever listen um, to Matchbook Romance? No. We talked about him on the brand new episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar in the sense of like the lyrics were kind of antagonistic and mm-hmm. threatening in a way. Um. This shares some of the noise that Matchbook Romance has. This like weird like marching engine noise that hmm. also appears on this record a little bit. I don't know if that was just like a sign of 
the times uh i'm curious when that matchbook romance record came out now too this is this is our research mm. episode um but matchbook romance is another band i listened to a ton at this time yeah stories and alibis came out in 2003 so that would slot right in with this stuff yeah i don't know i mean i i enjoyed re-listening to it i think it's a catchy fucking record Mm-hmm. Um, I think the lyrics are a bit juvenile at points, but also do hook into you a little bit. Um, because it scratches it scratches an itch. Mm, it definitely does, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. No, and I think like no musicianship. They're very competent musicians. I think the sure. the, the music is, to be. is interesting. I'm very curious it's to go much. back and re-listen to the Juliana Theory record again for the first time, <sighs> and like, should we do it? <laughs> Should we do an emotion no. is dead circling back? No. You know what? <laughs> we would just have to do a palate cleanser between these two. That's that's fair. And not that not that I dislike this. I like I really don't you know, I really don't dislike this at all. I just It's you know. it's very specific of a type of yeah, a type just, of music that was prominent at this time. It's not at all what I reach for now. Um, and it's just, it's hard to reconnect with all the reasons that I did, I guess, sometimes. But, you know, I'm I'm over here spending all my time listening to Helado Negro. I don't, I don't know what that is. You accidentally followed them on our Instagram page, though. <laughs> Uh, I can't get enough. Um, I for some reason I think Travis tagged me in something of theirs, or or said something about it, and I can't stop listening to it. It's so good. So, I we should definitely do something with with minus the bear. Uh, yeah, it might be good to re to visit that that are, but I'd also love to like talk about the album specifically. You know. Mm. So I think when I break it down, I think Minus the Bear might be one of my favorite bands. Well, can I break sure. down their output and like the actual enjoyment I get out of like all of their records, even the later stuff? Mm-hmm. Like you can't really fault any of it. It's really fucking good. <laughs> Obviously, certain stuff captures a bit more magic than other stuff, but like I don't think they have a bad so- like a bad album in their discography. I'm gonna be honest though. Person personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Not the strongest of uh, Jake Snyder's body of work. I'm I'm not familiar with his other work. I'm I'm a huge Sharks Keep Moving fan. I oh always have yeah, been. that's right. I don't know they if I ever listened to Sharks Keep Moving. Band. Oh my god, it it's incredible. It's if I it's what the kind of music I've always wanted to make. It's and, just and it's it's incredible. Um, also. Previous to that, State Route 522, another great band. Also not familiar. Does a really great uh, Cure cover, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wacky. Yeah. If you had to pick I mean, that Cure, like Cure the Smiths. Mid-90s. The Cure? Really? Yeah, I think, and, and maybe only for he- Head in the Floor. Is that what it's called? Head on the Floor? I have no idea. I'm a Smiths fan. I just don't. I, you know, I never liked it as much as everybody else does. And then I tried to force myself to. And then when it comes down to it, it's just not for me. Damn. 
I don't know. Cure. Don't you're, know. you're making don't fun of theater em. kid music. The Cure em. is like the, the oh, epitome. No, you know, but there's so much. Also, you're an Ink and Dagger fan. Like it doesn't get more theater oh, kid yeah. than that shit. No, it absolutely doesn't. <laughs> oh, I love Ink and Dagger. Oh um, boy. You got anything else yeah, to say about uh, Monine? Head on the door, not head on the floor. <laughs> I do. Enough. I have one last thing to say about Monine. What's up? And it's an apt final thought because okay, it's the last song on the record. It's nine fucking minutes long. There's some long cut, songs on this record. Cut Longer than I remember. Five minutes of that out. Yeah, it is long. There's nothing. It's the last song he ever wants song. to sing, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. I. Man, I feel like I've said nothing but mean things about I mean, this record that, happens occasionally that I don't even dislike. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you got to be the most critical about the stuff you actually enjoy. You do, you know? Know, do you know what this reminds me of in a way that's like unrelatable at all? Sure. Like that they couldn't be more different bands. The Wrens. Did you ever listen to The Wrens? I feel like I tried to because they have an album about yeah. like the Meadowlands, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, someone who lives adjacent to the Meadowlands. I was like, oh, I should listen to this. I think I've gotten through like preferred Wren's record. Secaucus is another good one, but are they from um, New Jersey? They have to be, right? I mean, uh, yeah. If they're singing about the the New Jersey wetlands (laughs) as much as they are, micro regions. Mm -hmm. Um, they're gonna do uh, a Cherry Hill uh record. No, that's not Um, North Jersey enough. Here's the thing, and I and I love I love those records, but but when I'm not in the mood for it, it's really easy to pick apart the stuff that I'm I'm not into. Yeah. Um, and it just it feels for for bands that were you know now of a certain age, like it just it felt so much younger than it should have been skewing at that time. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. You know, Does since it? we did the Deja Antoine uh record, uh-huh. I've been listening a lot to Devil and God. Uh-huh. I think it just had like an anniversary of some sort. You you broke that woke seal? I broke the woke seal. And uh fuck, it's such a good record. <laughs> it's so goddamn good. I it, did. I listened to it after after we listened to Deja. It's you know, it's a good record. It's, it's a good record because it's like it's it's insane. Yo, yeah. But the, the the where they go on that record is incredible. Like even mm. the later, like the second half of the record, I think is way different than the first half in mm. a lot of ways. Like after Limousine, because like you have like Archers and even like the untitled I I, instrumental songs I are so heavy. I don't know the record. I think the only song I know on that by name is is Jesus Christ. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I just I don't know I don't know the material. I you know, I mean I've listened to that record. I think a the, ton. I just, the song you know. untitled on there, which is essentially like a instrumental interlude, they would have all the bands who open for them's drum set on stage and they hmm. would all play drums during that part. Hmm. And it was like so heavy and so ridiculous and like they would have everyone performing at the same time, so it'd be like seven people on guitar. It's wild. Like, pure wall of noise, but incredible. Sound man's worst nightmare. Absolutely. 
yeah, but seeing it that the, like the electric factory was nuts. So, you know, yeah, we, have, we haven't talked about factory, multiple drummers in a while. You got to bring it back. Electric factory is not a good room. No, no. I've seen a lot of concerts there, though. Yeah, I do. I really love the TLA. I hate the or TLA. whatever it's called now. I always love that no, venue. That place sucked. It's a nice sloped floor, so like, <sighs> so you're never you comfortable. Sorta, no, so you can sort of see from almost anywhere. I'm Kinda. also like, I've only shot from the pit something. At, so at TLA, sorry. Yeah, I went to a rap show at the TLA. I saw mm. Kitty Pride and Danny Brown <laughs> because mm. Kitty Pride put me on her guest list. Classic. That was kind. It was. I brought I brought Stephen Welch, friend of the pod. I was just talking to Stephen. What did we should get him on? Oh, I love him. You guys will just talk coffee the whole time, but man's got a hard creep, hardcore pedigree. Mm. He's also into a lot of punk that I don't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. He's more like, punk than we'll ever be. That's for damn sure. Oh, for sure. All right, we got to wrap he's this like, shit up. He's corporate punk now. All right, he's he's, he's, um, he's blazer punk. Dan, what do you have to plug? Uh, no invite. Volume nine is here, and probably by the time this comes out, it will be shipping. Uh, no word on a release yet, but I'll keep everyone posted. But um, yeah, Dan Bassini on Twitter and Instagram, danbassini.com. Get your copy of Nova Volume 9 and also any of the other copies previous that you may not have in your collection yet. Uh, and you can follow us at Run to the Ground on Instagram, Run in Number to the Ground on Twitter. Uh, I think by the time this comes out, it'll be December. So we should have our, no, our new Run to the Ground mixtape, possibly holiday mm. themed. I'm not sure if we agreed on that yet, but possibly if not it's in the description anyway check it out andrew do you got anything to plug i do shit i want to say congratulations to uh one up one down coffee in, in trent new jersey uh as of press time they just announced i mean it's not a huge deal but it's a mile it's a good milestone for a small business they just passed two thousand roasts on their on their roaster shit. Um, just breaking that thing in which is like you know it's a they're really doing great stuff down there. Their coffee's excellent. I'll have to go visit um, next time I'm down at my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, their their design is questionable, but other than that, <laughs> um, I, um, I'm going to go great. to the NJ Weedman Cafe, and then I'm going to go to oh One Up, God. One Down. I want to go so bad, but like, it just seems like a, such a fucking terrible idea. Why? NJ Weedman? Yeah. Well, you worried the you're gonna get busted by good. the cops, bro? Nah, the food doesn't look that good. <laughs> um, and you have to pay to get into the into the the dispensary part. There's a cover to get into the dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say wild. it's like five bucks or something. That's pretty if wild. If you go um, no, if no any look of you lose. Were, if any of you are up to um a little light reading, if you go to um, search Google for NJ Weedman's joint, uh, and read the reviews. It is 
like hours of just uninterrupted comedy. He is um, a local legend, though. He used to drive before weed was legal. Legend. He would drive around in like a beat to shit hatchback, completely covered in like weird graffiti, talking about legalizing mm. marijuana. And he like st- like constantly got arrested. Yeah, for like smoking weed in cops' faces, which you gotta respect. Yep, gotta. It's not my lifestyle, uh, but you gotta respect his 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 current vehicle. What? Have you seen his current vehicle? No, I have not. I don't live in Hamilton. Oh anymore. my god, Daniel! This is the <laughs> most. This is where I thought you were going when you were talking about his car. No, he now drives like a Lexus. <laughs> I want to say a Ford Explorer that is completely decorated to look like. A New Jersey State Trooper vehicle. That's so sick. But it says NJ Weedman. That's so real. Like I've heard he's a prick, but like who fucking cares? (laughs) NJ, you you do you 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 you're good. (laughs) God, that was (laughs) okay. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. All right, everybody else, uh, have a good one. Bye bye.